Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You know what somebody said to me this week? They sent me a little bit of a tweet and they said, Simon. I really enjoy your show in Tiled Ups and Downs. I kind of looked around like, wait a minute, that's a nice message on the internet. But so many times we talk about the negative Nancy one, so I thought today we are going to talk about a positive Pete one. <laughs> Made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tub tub. Also, hello there, my name is Simon from What Culture. No idea why I just bowed. And welcome to Ups and Downs, which is the premier wrestling review show on the internet. It's not true at all, but you can say whatever you want these days. So we just did have an episode of Montag Night Raw. So let's give the damn good bits an up and the other damn bad bits a down. Or something, I don't know, roll. I have accidentally caused something of a fracas in the wrestling world, but I tell you, I'm having a great time because there was two signs that I spied during the opening of Raw and they both wanted a shout out on ups and downs. So of course you are going to get it. And one of these was actually specific to this evening because they mentioned that we were in Birmingham. And look, I was just doing this for a bit of fun, but I cannot lie, you are making me feel so damn good in my tootsie toes. So I'm going to put my hands together and I'm just going to say thank you very much. It's absolutely crazy that anybody would want to do this, but of course you do get an up. And when we turn to the signs counter, it rolls up to eight. It's only the 10th of January. I know, I'd hate me too. And in terms of the show proper, out came Kevin Owens. And he was about to tell us something, although we weren't able to get anywhere with it, because from nowhere, JBL interrupted, and straight away, I was like, well, where the hell have you been? You just vanished. He insulted the fans straight away and basically said, you lot are a bunch of idiots, to the point you actually believe that Kevin Owens will be able to beat Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Now, I consider myself quite a smart chap. Two plus two does equals potato. But even I don't think that Kevin is going to beat Roman at the pay-per-view, excuse me, premium live event. But do I hope with all of my loins? Yes. Bradshaw does know somebody that can take out KO, though. So out came Baron Corbin. And once again, I stood up and shouted at my television screen, where well the hell have you been? Because he, too, just one day went poof and we didn't see him. Corbin went right to the football references, which always works. And bless Kevin Owens. He just slumped in the corner on the turnbuckle because he was like, I cannot believe 
these people are speaking for so long. And to be honest, I don't want to hear it. Baron also promised that he was going to win the Royal Rumble and he was going to go on to WrestleMania where he would defeat the Tribal Chief. And I tell you, I wouldn't hate it. And this is what was so good about it. The commentator started to go, hey, do you know who the last person to get a pinfall on television against Roman was in the last 742 years? That's right. It was Baron Corbin. So what were we doing here? We were planting the seeds. JBL then lost it at Owens who said he hadn't heard anything of what they had said but he was basically in a coma. For some reason that really tickled me. And of course we were doing all of this. We were setting them up for a match. What else would we be doing? I did like this though, and as I always say, I do hope we get to some juncture where Corbin gets a bit of his edge back. I'm not referring to Adam Copeland. I just think you could turn him into an aggressive warrior like he used to be. It was very well done. I thought it set up Raw very, very nicely. Getting it up. And it was basically the same for the match. But the main thing we do need to talk about actually happened on social media. Because at one point, Kevin Owens was like, I'm going to power this guy into the ring apron, which is the hardest part of the ring, when Baron turned it around and he gave him a choke slam into that damn thing instead. But if you went to the official WWE Twitter feed, they posted this. An angry Baron Corbin just sent Kevin Owens up and down into the hardest part of the ring. Hashtag WWE Raw. There was also a shocked emoji in there, and maybe I'm seeing things, maybe I'm totally out of control, but up, down, hardest part of the ring, I stared at it for about an hour ago, no, surely not, but maybe. Also, given that we are talking about the ring apron, hang on, I will take the ring to Mordor. Although I do not know the way. I will help you bear this burden, Frodo Baggins. Uh, actually, my name is Simon. You have my sword. You have my bow. And my axe. And my ring apron. What? You know, the ring apron. The hardest part of the ring. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not taking you. Kevin Patrick also lied to us massively. Because when Owens kicked out of the deep six, he went, oh, <laughs> flap me sideways. Barely anybody kicks out of the deep six. I was like, Patrick, do you even watch this show? Everybody kicks out of it. It's like the stupid blue thunderbolt. This is when from nowhere Owens just hit the stunner and he got the one, two, three. But look, once again, this is nice and simple storytelling because KO just beat the guy who was the last guy to pin Roman Reigns. Sometimes that is all you need. Giving it up. Jey Uso had also strutted to the ring during this, so he and Kevin Owens then did get into it. And of course, Jimmy Uso was here, as was Sola Sokoa. And the way Owens got out of it was by grabbing someone's shoe and just throwing it at them. But he also did have a steel chair. And appears that his goons came out eventually to calm this down. We can just see what's happening here once again. Now it even looks like Kevin Owens is able to handle the bloodline. So when he gets to his big showdown with Roman Reigns, you can go, well, maybe. Just maybe he will win, even though he's not going to. Pierce actually wasn't done with these goofs because he found them when they were trying to leave. And he was like, one, Usos, I'm going to do a tag team turmoil match later. And the winner of that will take you on for those championships. Amazingly, every team in this is a team that Jimmy and Jay have already done away with. So I was like, well, how does that make any sense? But also you, Solar Sokoa, you are going to be taking on Dolphy Ziggler. So this was totally random. It was like pulling names out of your ass. And I would suggest you don't do that have to get the names in there in the first place. Alexa Bliss time next. And it was back to the weirdness. We learned that Bianca Belair needed stitches after what happened last week and that Alexa had been fined. When all of a sudden I think she teleported in from the Starship Enterprise. She was just standing on Alan the announce table. She also straight up said that Bianca Belair doesn't fear a Bray Wyatt and she doesn't fear her Uncle Howdy. She fears Alexa Bliss. 
And she also dropped in there that she has the whole world in her hands. This is when the usual spooky wookie Bray Wyatt stuff started happening on the big screen. When all of a sudden, who would make their debut on Monday Night Raw was none other than Uncle Howdy. Now spoilers, so turn off for a couple of seconds if you don't want to know this. It was reported all day long that Bo Dallas was backstage at Raw and then all of a sudden Howdy is turning up as well. So if you want to put two and two together, you're probably going to make four or of course potato. Certainly does seem like this is the direction. You also have to imagine that Alexa Bliss is going to be part of this too, otherwise what the hell are we doing? And I'm always a little bit worried about it because the last time we tried this, we ended up with a box-like structure. However, we do have to accept these things in the context they are presented, and I enjoy the interest, I enjoy the intrigue, and I just enjoy that we're taking our time, because that's the way with wrestling. We're going to tune in 52 weeks a year, take us on a journey. So for now, I'm giving it up. Bailey was then here... She is never happy. She was about to take on Mitchin when she did get on the microphone. She was like, listen to me, Mitchin, if that is your real name. It's not. I can beat you really easy. So Dakota Kai, EO Sky, you go to the back and you can watch me from there kicking some ass. Amazingly, she did do this too. It was kind of easy. I mean, Mia Yim was doing all right for a little while when she fell foul to the most evil part of all of wrestling commercial break. This is happening more and more in WWE. You go to the advert and when you come back, all of a sudden the baby face is being kicked ass by the heel. So we have to make it up for ourselves. So I can only imagine the bells went, <laughs> what a stupid new nickname. Mitchin, more like bitchin. Mia was so hurt by this, she's like, I can't believe you did it. But Bailey punched her in the face. Bailey did hit this crazy suplex off the apron into the floor and that looked like it sucked. When all of a sudden Mitchin hit a dive, 2023 wrestling, a bunch of strikes and finished all that off with a German suplex. Guten Tag. As they were then both kind of at a stalemate, they each tried to win with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. But when Bailey got hers, she put her feet on the ropes and she got the one, two, three. Like, there it is. So this was all right. It did feel a little bit flat because the crowd just didn't get up for it at all. But I saw what they were trying to do and we are putting the chess pieces in place here. So I am going to give it an up. It was inoffensive. Also, however, we do have to bring it down. The surprise roll-up counter, which, yes, is using a design I made to sell merchandise of these on ProWrestlingTees.com. I'm not joking. I am that cheap. <laughs> it rolls up to three. And if you think we are done on this evening... You didn't watch Raw. Candice LeRae was then being interviewed and she told us that Johnny Gargano is out for a while because he's got an injured shoulder. That sucks. I love Gargano. I hope he gets better soon. We then turned to the Royal Rumble because Candice was excited to be in it when she got interrupted by Rhea Ripley. She didn't think LeRae had any chance because look at her, what an absolute goober. And LeRae didn't appreciate this at all. So she said, Rhea, I am going to meet you in the ring later. <laughs> Candice. I don't think that's a very good idea at all. And of course, we are upping and downing every single segment we can these days. So while this was a bunch of nothing, it did feature two wrestlers I enjoy a lot, but also in the background. You just saw Nikki Cross staring at Candice LeRae like she thought her past bit was in Candice LeRae's brain. So I am going to give it an up, mostly because ever since Triple H took over, he loves doing little things like this. You always have to be on your guard and you have to watch. And I enjoy being rewarded for that stuff. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Austin Theory was then here too. What a dick. He was also speaking in riddles right away because he said something like, he is the now and the now is forever. I'm like, sorry. No, no, no. You ain't getting away with that. Because my name is Simon Miller and welcome to another episode of Nobody Talks Like That. Because Austin Theory, you can't say things like I am the now and the now is forever because you are just taking the English language and you are mumbling, jumbling it and trying to come up with your own language. We don't take too kindly to that around here in these parts. The crowd would then chime for Seth Rollins, and seriously, round of applause for these guys. Because last week we were all like, oh no, Seth has hurt his knee, it's definitely real, but it's not. It's all part of the story, as you will see in just a few seconds. So they pulled this off wonderfully. Somebody should go give them their flowers. Seth's music eventually did hit, and he did come out on crutches, although he threw one away instantly. And I was like, what are you doing, Rollins? This is like going for a wee or a pee, and you only hold the toilet seat up by like halfway... You're just making things harder for yourself. Use the damn crutch. Then he then continued his bizarre rhetoric where he said he had surpassed Seth Rollins' ass. I knew what he meant here. He feels like he's now a bigger deal. But it just sounded like last week he walked past Seth Rollins' rectum. So I was just losing my mind. Why does my brain work like this? This is when Rollins did indeed promise us that he may not be 100% now, but he will be 100% for the Royal Rumble. He's going to win it. He's going to main event WrestleMania, even though Austin Theory thought he would do the same. So surely we get to that premium live event and Seth finally throws Austin out. He's got to get his revenge. He then got the Birmingham crowd to sing his song. So both these guys are a couple of loons. And as he was leaving, all of a sudden Bobby Lashley's music hit and he made his big return. 
and he's massive. Austin freaked out and he tried to hit Bob with the crutch, but that didn't work, so he got speared right out of his boots. When all of a sudden Lashley got on the mic and he was like, Whoa, I'm back on Monday Night Raw, and that's right, I'm going into the Royal Rumble and I'm going to beat everyone. That's not actually what he said, because he said it doesn't matter who's going to win the Royal Rumble, because I'm back, and that doesn't actually make any sense. It's like me coming on here saying, Man, I'm going to have a bath because it's Tacos Tuesday. Those two things don't link together. Lashley also tweeted out later on to tell your friends because Bobby Lashley is back. I was like, all right, I'll do that. Yeah, hey, Steve. Yeah, it's Simon Miller. No, I know we haven't chatted for a while, but I just wanted to let you know Bobby Lashley is back on Raw. What do you, what do you, mean, what do you mean you don't care? Well, that's not very nice at all. Pete's saying, thanks a lot, Bobby, and people swearing me on the phone. Anyway, the point is this. Bobby Lashley is going to be in the Royal Rumble, and there is some major teasing later. The WWE better pay off. I thought all of this was good. Giving it up. Rhea Ripley versus Candice LeRae was next. It was both really good really weird. Because on the one hand, Rhea looked awesome here. While Candice did get a few things in, basically Ripley just ran through her and destroyed her like she was some kind of a twig. By the end of it, I was like, man, that Rhea Ripley, she's great. But at one point, she just threw Candice LeRae into Barry Barricade before she applied this mid-air submission thing where she threw her into Barry once again. And then she put her back in the ring, she hit the riptide, and she just pinned her. Probably left going, that's really easy. So I'm absolutely going to give this an up because I do think Rhea Ripley's on fire right now. But when it comes to Candice LeRae, this kind of stuff is happening a lot. Like, she's never been in a proper feud. Remember when she had that random match on Raw and she beat Dakota Kai? We never went back to that. And I'm kind of worried we got to the point now where we've just beaten her, we've beaten her, we've beaten her. And now she needs a little bit of a reset. So I'm not totally sure what is going to happen, but I am going to give it a down. Because Candice LeRae is like a super good baby face. We should probably remember that. Byron Saxton was then about to chat to Bobby Lashley and be all like, Hi, welcome back, Bob. But he wasn't able to because when he tried, Lashley was already talking to MVP. Now, Umva did try to shake Bobby's hand, but he was like, no, I didn't forget what you did to me last year. And while MVP understood this, he was like, look, I get it. I totally own your page. But at the same time, who do you think got your suspension lifted? It was me. MVP then carried on this friendly assault by saying, hey, did you see that Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexandra got back on the same page and they're going to be in the turmoil lapse later. So while I understand you hate me, maybe if you want to add to your business, you're going to give me a call. Now, yes, that did sound a little bit like a euphemism, but I tell you this. If this is not the first or the second or the third or the fourth or fifth tease, however it's been, that the Hurt Biz are getting back together, if you are just trolling me, WWE, well, I'm not going to do much about it. What can I do? Maybe I'll send out a tweet, but again, that's like shouting into the abyss. But I kind of feel we are heading in this direction. And I'm so damn excited because that group was so damn good. I am giving it an up. The announcers then talked about the fact that, yes, Money in the Bank in 2023 is coming live from the O2 Arena in London. We announced this last week and I still can't get my head around it. And for everybody that has been asking, you bet your ass, live ups and downs after the event. We also got a new Cody Rhodes video focusing on his return and that Hell in a Cell match. And seriously, you need to go out of your way to watch this because Cody gives you proper insight into it, including that when he gave that cut to Seth Rollins, he was in so much pain, he thought he was going to throw up. Everybody also talked about how nervous Rhodes was going into surgery, so he was relatable here. And look, I do understand the criticism. Some people are like, I can't believe we're not doing a big surprise return. But we haven't done a video package marathon like this in ages. And as I keep telling you, the last time I can remember was Triple H back in 2002. And when he came back, he was treated like a super duper mega star. And if we keep making videos like this, I tell you, 
It's gonna be the same for the American Nightmare. So this got you totally pumped up and I cannot wait for him to return. I really like the direction we've chosen with this. Dolph Ziggler then told us, I'm going to beat Solar Sokoa later. I was like, yeah, what else would you say? The interesting part is Mustafa Ali then interrupted him. He was like, listen to me, you absolute buffoon. I was just talking to Adam Pearce and he was all ready to have us as a tag team in that turmoil match later, but you turned it down. So not only have you gone and screwed me out of the tag team titles, do you remember when you interfered in my US Championship match a few weeks ago? Now you are my mortal enemy. Now, to his credit, Ziggles did admit, yes, I did do all of that. Ha, ha, ha. Well, you have to understand, Mustafa. It's, it's nothing about you, and I've got bigger fish to fry. So you could smell this. This is our new feud. I don't know about you, but I'm well up for Dolph Ziggler versus Mustafa Ali. It was quite well done. Uh, Morris Axton was then interviewing The Miz and Bronson Reed. And The Miz is all like, uh, I tell you why we work together, because he's my friend. He's an ethical man, which made no sense. And because I've got his back... He's got mine. Turns out this was absolute nonsense because Bronson was then like, no, I'm only going to do things for you if you pay me. So he is basically the new Dexter Loomis. I mean, wasn't that that whole storyline? At least there is something to this though. And as ever, if you do get called up to the main roster, you have to do something with The Miz before you're allowed to run on your own. Once again, this was kind of nothing, but you know, it was fine. I suppose I'll give it up. Dolphy Boy Blue was then making his way for his match with Solar Sokoa. I loved it. As the way Solo was just murking this guy, because he is the powerhouse of the bloodline. At one point he just threw Dolph Ziggler to the floor, and it looked horrendous, when all of a sudden Ziggler did fight back with a DDT for one near fall, and a zigzag for an extra near fall. But once again, I was like, man, the blue thunderbomb, the deep six, the zigzag, these moves don't win matches. The Usos also being idiots throughout this, the referee told them to go away, but what we really have to focus on and talk about is the finish. Because Dolph was like, I know how I can win this. I am going to hit my Famouser, because that actually has got victories. But when he went to do it, Solo Sokoa basically shifted him around in midair and then threw him skyward. And as Dolph came back down, he took the Samayan spike and he just whammed him right in the face. And given that that whole maneuver is this, I mean, look, that's how ridiculous it is. Somehow he made it look so damn devastating and I went crazy. It also just reminds you that Sakari's is going to have a great year and that Dolph Ziggler is still so damn good at selling even in 2022. This was a damn good wrestling match. Up. And then, <laughs> oh my gosh, we got a reminder about everything between Rhea Ripley and Dominic and the fact that Dom had to spend some time in jail. When we cut to the Judgment Day, walk into the ring and Dominic now dresses like he was in prison for the last 25 years. Then he has sunglasses and a bandana and walks like he's a hardened criminal. And I mean this, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. This is the greatest wrestling story that has ever been told. You can take all those other serious things and flush them down the toilet. I want jail time, Dom. Beforehand, Kathy Kelly was also talking to Bailey, who was all like, oh man, I can't believe I beat everybody, I'm so good. When Mitchin interrupted and said, yeah, you do beat people, but you cheat because you're an absolute asshole. Given that the entirety of Damage Control were here, they beat up Mia Yim. Bailey then got down and said, you really shouldn't hang out with people, and talk like that. You really shouldn't hang out with people that you think you can trust, because where is Becky Lynch? Nowhere to be seen. Though this is yet another one of those segments where I'm like, why did we agree to up and down every single one? It wasn't bad, but I wouldn't really call it good. You know the deal, we're a positive Pete show, gonna give it an up. The counters are now well out of balance, which means I have to get shouted at all week. Tell ya, some wrestling fans got real problems. Who cares about any of that though, because Miz TV was next. And basically, while the Judgment Day were their guests, 
this was all about Dominic Mysterio. Because he got the microphone early on and actually said, the one thing I learned in prison is that you always have to roll with your crew. I was, like, I was wiggling and jiggling on the floor at this point because I was like, I cannot believe that WWE is doing this. Miz tied into this as well because he wanted to know what it was like being in jail. But Tom's reply was, well, snitches get stitches. So I cannot get enough of this and we've only been doing it a week. I mean, I was a bit worried when Triple H took over that all the goofy wrestling for life would be kicked out the window. But now Dominic Mysterio is basically wearing the whole thing on his back and I couldn't be more pleased. Finn Balor was then trying to encourage Dominic to talk as well because he's out now and he must relive his experiences. So Mysterio was all like, man, I didn't know who was going to beat me up and these guys wanted to take me down. I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. When he realised also that if he wanted to see his mammy ever again, he was going to have to grab life by the balls, much like Maurice did to The Miz. Damn it, we're talking about testicles again. There was even a Martha Stewart line, which was absolutely incredible. Because Miz felt insulted, he was then all like, well, actually, somebody told me you were only in prison for a few hours. And the way Damien Priest reacted to this, he got up and was like, what did you say? What did you say about Dominic Mysterio? And Miz like, look, I'm probably mistaken. Somebody give everybody an award. The Judgment Day then told the Usos they were coming for their tag team titles. And after this, if you want to give it to the Judgment Day, I ain't going to argue with you. And this just made me feel happy deep down in my tum-tum. I don't want serious stuff all the time. And this was the perfect balance of nonsense. I am absolutely giving it up. We also finished this by having the OC come to the ring because we were going to have this tag team turmoil match. And fair play to WWE, this basically took up the entirety of the third hour. And when you do have 180 minutes, you should do more stuff like this. Round one was indeed Balor and Damian Priest taking on Gallows and Anderson. And of course, there was a bunch of distractions here so the bad guys could throw the good guys into Simba the Steel Step. And when Dom used all of his jail skills to trip Carl Anderson. He got hit with the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment by Finn Balor and the OC lost. So that did feel a little bit unnecessary and bring it down. That counter rolls up to four. Actually, I quite like this. And I quite like the Judgment Day versus Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander too. Now I do get why the former Hurt Business had to lose because this was not their evening. But I'm a bit perturbed because I'm like, wait a minute. If we are reuniting that group, shouldn't we give something to Shelton? Shouldn't we give something to Cedric? Even a little bit more time in their match. Because even though the first one, about 10, this can't have gone more than four. Thankfully, we did get to see Shelton Benjamin run wild and hear all these German suplexes are feeder-zane. <laughs> but eventually, Damien Priest and Finn Balor just like, no, Priest hit this massive choke slam, which when Finn Balor came off the top with the coup de gras, one, two, three, and it was done. So we are going to go classic ups and downs to this one because I'm going to give an up for the match because I thought it was entertaining. But I am going to give a down for Benjamin and Alexander because right now they're clearly just like, you know, holding their time until we can pull the trigger. I just don't want to see it anymore. This was basically the same with the Judgment Day versus the Alpha Academy 2. In the sense, Otis and Chad Gable always lose. Therefore, we didn't give this much time either. And the good part was that the whole time, all the crowd were going, Otis, Otis. When he did tag in, everybody went absolutely mad, even though he's meant to be a bad guy. Otis then crushed Priest and Balor in the corner, which looked like absolute death. And he hit the Caterpillar, so everybody was cheering. Also, interesting, that move has been brought back. When actually, we came up with quite a good idea for the finish. Because he basically had the thing won after he hit the World's Strongest Slam onto Finn Balor and was going for the Vader Bomb. But at the last second, Finn grabbed Chad Gable, gave him this mega hug. Otis had no idea. So when he did hit this thing, he crushed both of them. He was then so sad he'd accidentally hurt his partner. Damien Priest came off the ropes with this massive lariat. He took Otis down one, two, three. So at least there was some kind of nonsense here because you're like, well, psh, that damn Finn Balor pulled a fast one. Give me it 
up. This is where the story kicked into gear, because all of a sudden Finn was like, oh, my ribs, I think I'm injured, I can't continue. And while Damien Priest was happy to do this by himself, which was quite good, because it made him come across like a badass, and Pierce was back out, and he was like, nope, sorry, you're gonna have to forfeit. <laughs> or team with Dominic. Now this was hilarious because both Damien and Dominic were like, no, we definitely don't want this. It's kind of all for show. But also two, how is this fair? How are you allowed to put a fresh man in the middle of a turmoil match? There's nothing tumultuous about that now there is there. However, because I am now in love with Dominic Mysterio, I don't care. This actually worked out quite well because it meant our last match was Damien Priest and Dominic taking on the Street Profits with Finn Balor watching for ringside. This was the best one of the bunch. It was so good right away because Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford just focused on Mysterio and they beat the crap out of him. At one point they took his flannel and they just threw it off into the crowd. I don't know why it's so funny, but it's all because of Dom. It also meant Priest had to get the desperation tag so they didn't lose. And my word, he had his working shoes on this evening. And of course, because Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley are massive assholes, they kept casting distraction. Eventually the Prophets went to deal with this when all of a sudden Damien just ran into Montez Ford and sent him flying over out of the announce table. But this is when Dawkins came over with this flip dive and somehow he took out the judgment day, landed on his feet, but also didn't hit the table. And I watched this twice and I don't know how he pulled that off so perfectly. I mean, it was flipping literally amazing. Soon Montez got the hot tag and we all know the deal there. One day he's gonna take off and he's never actually gonna come back down to earth. And by this point, everybody who had been beaten up took a Phoenix down, so they were ready to go again. And then Ford did that crazy dive over Rita the ring post, which is always so damn good. And he hit the 450. And just when he was about to win, all of a sudden Damian Priest realized this. He grabbed his leg, he pulled him out the ring. He wasn't able to do it. Timing of that was perfect. Ford was still able to get out of the way of Damien, who went running into Simba the Still Steps. But as Dominic had woken up by this point, he basically pulled Montez back in, even though he was tied up in the ropes. And he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment with his feet on the ropes. And he got the one, two, three. So I absolutely howled at this as I did Finn Balor, because he was icing his ribs during this. And he celebrated by throwing his ice back to one side before he got like, oh, no, I definitely need it. So the Judgment Day are just such a damn good group. And this is all because of the effort they put in to be entertaining. They now shall take on the Usos, I presume, next week on Raw. And both teams stared off to finish the damn thing. I am definitely giving it an up. However, we do have to bring it back because that's not only another roll-up, but it was the second roll-up on the show where somebody used the rope. So we are at five, which is quite frankly ridiculous, but also you've got to give it a down. Three surprise roll-ups, two of which had extra impetus. This is wrestling. You can do whatever you want. There are no rules. Sometimes I just think we're a bit obsessed with it, which actually does work for me. That's why the counter exists. Which does bring us to the end of Raw. And usually I try not to look at social media before I watch the damn thing because it's bad for my brain. But I accidentally did this morning. And everybody was saying this was a crap show. I didn't think it was a crap show at all. I thought it was quite fun. I thought it was quite put together. And I'm very excited for the Raw Rumble. That's all I need. I'm a simple man. Giving it enough. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Raw. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I'd love to hear it. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head over to worldcoach.com where you can read a brand new Ups and Downs article. I don't write those, so maybe that will be more of your opinion. Follow us on social media at WorldCultureWWE and Simon Miller 316. Go watch more videos. It's rumble season. My name is Simon What Culture. Thank you very much for watching me as always. I appreciate the fact you give me your time. It means the world to me. And I'll see you throughout the week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.